Good afternoon, or good morning, or good evening, or good night, or wherever you are. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry Ibo, and I'm your host. If you ever wanted to be a character designer for 2D animation shows, this is an episode for you. And that's because I'm chatting with Olivia Amoa, a super, 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 super rad character designer, currently designing characters for Warner Brothers. In the past, she's also been an animator for Toronto-based Yowza and Chorus Animation Studios. Olivia is also coincidentally a graduate of Sheridan College Animation Program, where I'm currently studying. Plus, she's an amazing illustrator who is currently strategizing to run her own animation slash illustration slash art business, which we're going to chat all about as well, of course, is how she became a character designer. But first, I have a sponsored message to share with you, and it comes from my friends over at Bloop Animation, which is an animation learning platform packed with premium online video courses for aspiring animation filmmakers. They have courses for all major animation programs like Maya, Animate CC, Toon Boom, Blender, TV Paint, and many others, as well as some non-software courses like a storyboarding course, Animation Foundations course, and even one about making graphic novels, which covers absolutely everything you need to know from start to finish. All their courses are in video form, so there are no deadlines or application process. You simply just pick a course and start learning in seconds. In fact, today they just released a brand new course teaching how to animate Moho. And if you're not aware, Moho, formerly known as Anime Studio, is a 2D animation software that's main selling point is its ability to easily build and animate with rigged character puppets. Its balance of ease of use and powerful features make it a popular option for hobbyists. And while it's not an industry standard quite yet, it has been used on some major productions such as the Oscar nominated film Song of the Sea and The Breadwinner. Now this course comes out today and it includes 38 video lessons with over five hours of content. And just so you know, Bloop always launches new courses at a discount price for the first few days. So make sure you get it before Friday when prices go up for good. And of course, I've included links to all this in the description of this chat. So please check them out. Now let's jump right in. Hi, Olivia. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for inviting me on. It's an <laughs> honor, honestly. Yeah, I'm excited to chat. Also, um, I'm, I'm sorry that you had to turn off your fan <laughs> so <laughs> we, can, we can hear you properly. I have no AC, just for the audience to know. Um, I'll be sweating through this whole talk. I, we also ha don't have AC where I live, so I will also be sweating. So if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, we will just be very sweaty by the end. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> so I don't even have the window open because the fire sirens are so loud. Oh my gosh, not even the so window open. So, so tell me what you've been working on during the pandemic here. I've been, been... I've been working at Yowza Animation on Looney Tunes. I've been doing that for the past, uh, I don't know, it's almost been a year. My, my contract renews in September, so... Um, it's been very, very exciting working yeah. on it. And like the variety of characters, it's like a huge learning curve. I, so, so like what characters are you working on? Well, right now I'm doing an episode with Porky Pig and Daffy. So it's like that dynamic duo. Yeah. And um, yeah, they're just like window washing. So are you animating it? Are you like, what are you doing in, in this? Uh, I'm an, yeah, I'm an animator on it. So I get those storyboards and I have to take take the model and animate it. So it's it's like it's uh um it's like tweened, I guess. It's like yeah. a rigged character. Yeah, we, we don't do like full cleanup, like full hand drawn, only because of how long it takes. 
but um, we try to make it look as hand-drawn as possible using the rigs. And we do lots of drawings still. Like we have to draw all the different hands and, you know, we have to draw the poses to make them look good, all that. So if you're just following the storyboard and then suddenly the character is in a position that you don't have as part of the rig, you just have to draw it on the spot? Yeah, yeah, you have to draw it and kind of like Frankenstein the rig into that position and make it look good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of a challenge. Like when I started, I was very anxious because I didn't really know anything about rigging. Um, but I did, I did learn a lot. Wait, you didn't know anything about rigging when you started? How uh, I, knew, this job? <laughs> I knew a little bit. The job prior to it, I, I was doing some rigs. But even on that job, I was like, um, not sure what I'm doing. Uh, it it really it really started to make sense when I worked on Looney Tunes, just because I was doing so much work and I I, I had to learn it. Like the other job was kind of like I don't know. I just had a lot more um, other other stuff I was working on. It was like a general job. So you were just thrown in. What what is something you did to really pick up speed and and learn how to work with the rigs? Um, honestly, just YouTube. And I would ask my team members for help. I'm like, can you, like, like anytime I was struggling, I just had to poke at someone and be like, can you help me? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that, yeah. that's, that's awesome. Were you, were you also kind of hiding the fact that you were having to learn this so fast in the beginning? Yeah, I think fake it till you make it is my motto. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always unsure of myself, but I just jump in anyway. And it works out. It always works out. What were you following courses on YouTube or was there like a YouTuber you were following or are you just typing in like how to rig like an it arm? Was, it was usually very specific stuff that I was searching. Like yeah. I'd reach a roadblock and I'd be like, oh no. So I might search. I don't even know. There's so many specific little things to Toon Boom that you need to learn. Yeah. Um, that's the software we use, Toon Boom Harmony. Toon Boom, that's like the software everybody uses, I think. <laughs> yeah, I know some people are doing TV, TV paint or yeah. flash still, but and flash, standard yeah. is too, boom. Fair enough. Well, let's let's roll things back because I I want to chat because you're you're pretty fresh out of graduating and just into the industry now. So I want to chat about that whole experience, how things are going for you. So let's roll it back a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. where did this dream of deciding to become an animator come from? Out of every career path you could have chosen, you know, it's started with um in my youth i would love playing video games like yoshi's island or you know super mario i would play all sorts of computer games i loved video games when i was growing up and pokemon and i would just draw those characters so it started early because i was just i loved those cartoon characters um, and I watched all the TV shows, you know, like it's pretty standard stuff. Like most people. Yeah, I, was, I was just thinking every kid watches TV shows. Every kid, <laughs> loves these things. every kid draws Pokemon characters and stuff. So how, did, yeah. where did, where did it, re, where did this really take off for you? Where you were like, you know, I'm consuming all these amazing things. I want to do this. Well, in high school, I, this is a pretty basic story. I've heard so many people say it. But my sister told me about like animation because, you know, I was always drawing characters anyway. And she's like, why don't you just go to a school that you can do that? So I, I applied to Sheridan and I got in. Nice. Um, 
yeah, it, it was it was pretty. It wasn't like a lifelong dream to be an animator, but it ended up just working out that way. So yeah. is this is this your lifelong dream going forward then? To keep My life. Animating? I really, I really do love animating, but I think I'm someone who would prefer making products and a brand. Yeah. So, um, like starting a business is really where this is all leading for me, using all these skills towards that. Interesting. I have the opposite career as you. I started off in business and now I'm going to animation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, well, Okay, so tell me how you got into Sheridan, because it's not easy to get into Sheridan. You, you know, you, you were doodling some Pokemon characters and then Sheridan, like, how did that happen? A lot of people don't get in the first time, you know, they only have like a 10% success rate. So yeah. did you um, study? Did you go to those like summer schools? Like, what? Mm -hmm. tell me how that happened. No, I think I was just one of those kids, you know, like those art kids. I was in the back of the classroom, not talking to anyone. Um, if anyone came up to me and asked me what I was drawing, I'd say, go away. I don't want to show you. Like, I was just so consumed in that world for, for the majority of my life. Uh, I, I mean, I did take long breaks, like middle school. I didn't even touch a sketchbook. I didn't want anything to do with it. But, you know, high school kind of reignited going to art class. Yeah. And I think I was just exceptionally passionate about it. Um, like, it, it just... It, it feels like some people just have a calling, you know? Yeah. And mine was always the doodler. So I continue to do that. I love that. And you're still doing that. But okay, so, you know, it's not, I'm assuming you went through some kind of like emotional roller coaster through all this, like, you know, well, applying to Sheridan and like getting, like, how did that all feel? Like applying and then getting in and all that? Well, initially I didn't really want to apply because I was so intimidated by like the, the, the move and the school fees, you know, I'm like 17. I didn't really want to make such a big commitment. And it, it was scary. But at some point, I was just, I was just like, I, I have to do this. Um, and I, I had like a huge training period I imposed on myself before even applying to the school. So I did, um, I filled out sketchbooks, and I would give them to my teacher and he would mark them. Oh wow. So I had this relationship with my high school teacher and he he I asked him I was like can I do my own thing and you help me with that cuz I knew I was going to go to Sheridan in grade 12. So I spent the majority of that year actually with my art teacher and he was helping me uh focus and pursue and he was helping me make assignments that were related to Sheridan. So um I just went on my way to to study and practice because I knew like I listened to so many videos I knew it was going to be hard to get in yeah that, that's really really smart I haven't heard of somebody like changing their high school curriculum to be like a sharing <laughs> prep class that's amazing yeah that's, I was like, that's I like your business mind coming out right there <laughs> yeah I, I was like why would I waste my time like like painting an apple like I'm trying to I'm trying to go to art <laughs> those school. apples don't aren't don't matter <laughs> yeah. yeah so I I, I did, I did, I do have some form of discipline, I think. <laughs> In some parts of my life, I'm extremely disciplined. I think it's when I have a goal that yeah, I really want. It sounds like it. So, so tell me, what was your mentality throughout your years at Sheridan? Because, you know, you, you've told me that you kind of ended up in animation because you're known as the doodler and now you want to be, you're very like business minded, you want to start your own business. So, mm -hmm. and you're, you know, you're a hard worker. So, 
what what was the mentality through going through Sheridan like year one year two year three year four like walk mm-hmm. me through that a little bit well in my first year I was very uh I was very intimidated because people were good I was so surprised by the 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 level of people um so honestly the first year I was just trying to match that and I was I was I was very inspired by my classmates I just wanted to make the best work I could and uh I actually like it was very difficult to to keep myself uh afloat you know because like when you're going through a program like that, the self-doubt is so strong or like the imposter syndrome, at least if you're like some kid from Northern Ontario coming here, it's just scary being in that environment. But it kind of like lit, it lit a fire under my ass. So you felt intimidated by all the like Toronto city kids or something? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just felt like a bigger world than I was used to. Totally. No, I, I get that too. Like I feel like what you said about the coming in and being like blown away by the talent of your fellow classmates that's exactly how i felt too i know you, in you fact, sit that's... down at that desk and you're like looking around <laughs> and the teacher tells you to draw each other and you're like oh jesus i've never drawn anybody in my life and it looks like shit and then the yeah. person who's drawing you is like here's a completely accurate rendering of your face exactly <laughs> there was so much of that happening um and you have to have a very strong will to uh choose to be inspired by it rather than um you know fall into a pit of jealousy or something yeah yeah and embarrassed I felt embarrassed a lot of times when I had to show my work yeah (laughs) Um, I know they make you stand up and they're like everyone witness (laughs) I know right yeah so so tell me um so how did second and third and fourth year go like what were the main things you learned each year so first year was kind of like you said trying to catch up or or trying to you know be around your peers and yeah, I was like collecting as much as I yeah. could in first year. Um, and second year, I started to I started to see that I had a, a voice in my work. Like my my style was emerging at that point. Cause I spent the summer prior drawing almost every day. Like me and my friend formed a sketch group together and we'd wake up early and you know, ex- exercise and then draw together. Um and and we worked together too. So we were, we had this like relationship that inspired us to keep drawing. You were so intense. You woke up every, every day early in the summer to draw. Yeah. But see, for us, it was fun. Like we were just friends having fun. I haven't been able to do that since I'll add, because I don't know. It was just our relationship that helped us be so, um, you know, inspired. And she's in Sheridan now too. She's in first year because, um, yeah, she decided to apply to the school after all. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so tell me, you said you, your style emerged. What does that mean exactly? I just started to see there was some relationship between my drawings, some pattern, like the, the way I would draw hands, the, the way I would uh, choose to draw a face or, you know, the poses I liked. Um, and it, it ju- I just became aware that there was some sort of niche I was fitting into. And for the longest time, I was just like, I don't have a style. I don't, I don't do that. I just draw. Um, but I think it just came out of nowhere. And because, yeah. c- you know, a lot of people, for people, they're usually looking for their style. 
Um, but I think I was the opposite. I was just looking to draw better. And when I was doing that, it was, it, it all just fell into place. Like all the studying I was doing, it just became some Frankenstein monster of a style. And I was very happy about like having that because people started to recognize me for having a look. Um, and I rolled with it for a while, but I actually, after a while, I was like, I don't even want to draw like this anymore. Like people are like, oh, that's Olivia's style. I love that. And I'm like, I, I, I'm tired of it. And oh, I moved no. on to something else. So it's like a temporary style. Are you, do you have a new signature style now? Um, no, right now I'm kind of in oblivion. I don't know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm just drawing. I'm like, I don't actually, I don't know if there's any cohesion. But um, what I've learned from people observing my work is they say I can see the variety of everything, but it, I could tell it's your work. That's good, so like, that's good to hear. Yeah, I'm like, that's interesting. I mean, you want to stand out, right? Okay, so let's let's move on to third year. So I'm going into third year right now. And yeah. third year, you have to do a group film. Walk me through kind of how that how that worked for you. Um, third year was very hard for me because it was just like, uh, I don't know, the, the, the hurdle of being in a group was very new for me because I'm a very individual person. I don't usually work with people. So there was now this dynamic of trying to mesh ideas with other people. And I don't know if I handled that too well, because I'm very like, I, I don't know if I like to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, but the, the, the learning I did in third year was so valuable to me because I was able to like finally put myself in a group setting and let people look at my work, like really just like talk about it and see how it can be improved. Cause I usually avoid that. I'm usually very like individual person. Uh, so third year just throws people out of their comfort zone. If they're not like an, a sociable or like a cooperative person normally. And I thought that was helpful, but I still, I still think I'm more of, someone who stick to the path of her own creation yeah yeah is, is that why you so you're working now which is kind of more or less on the same path as working in a group project right like that kind of, prepared, kind of it's not as like intimate yeah it's it's not as intimate as third third year's intimate you really get to know your group members <laughs> oh it's and not I, like that in the studio space you found uh no at studios it's more of a it's at least in my experience there's it's very individual. Unless you're on a story team or like a storyboard artist, you might be communicating yeah. more with people. But when you're an animator, you're usually left to your own devices gotcha. and there isn't much uh, cooperating with people unless you actively seek it out. Fair. So yeah. it's more like, here's, here's, a, here's your work for the week. Now go get to it and we'll review yeah, it at yeah. the end of the week. Fair Finish enough. your work, hand it in. Versus um, like, probably like arguing over every single detail of the story and character yes. design and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, third year is known as like the hell year. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think you, for good reason. So then you must have thrived in fourth year where you're working on your thesis film by yourself then, right? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed doing that alone and try, trying to find my own little creative expression. Yeah. In my fourth year, I did a film based off of an African folklore character 
And it was something I really wanted to do because I wanted to play with African patterns and colors and just make a very artistic piece that I thought represented me well. Um, and I got to learn a lot about editing and, and animating and just start to finish how to make a film. Yeah. So, yeah. so was it a success in your, in your eyes? Yeah, I, I think it was a success. I actually never submitted it to any, any, um, what it, festival? Fest, no festivals, because I think that again, stems from my not wanting to show people my work thing, despite, sure. despite sitting there and being like, you know, I, I like it. I just, I just prefer to move on now. Well, it's, uh, it sounds like you were telling a, a story for yourself. Kind of, you said you wanted to explore these things versus like, I know that some people with their thesis film, they're like, this is going to every festival. I want to make it this yeah. thing that other people see. Would you say that you, you made it a little bit more for yourself? Yeah, it, I intentionally used it as an opportunity to challenge myself in some aspects that I wanted to improve in, which were like patterns and designs, um, ju just to be a bit more experimental with it. Nice. Yeah. So uh what what like looking back on your career you know you can choose to or your career at sheridan i guess you can choose to do like online schools instead or like self-study which you were kind of doing to start what is what are the what are the, like the maybe three things that sheridan gave you that you don't think you could have gotten by choosing a different path of study oh yeah i was i was think i think about this often i'm like yeah. what did sheridan give me uh, like it i think i was having a conversation about this with my friend uh, we were saying that it gave us some, it gave us an environment that we, I don't think you could expect anywhere else. Like the, when you walk into the school, you, you have all these lab, labs that you can work in and your peers are always there. There's always someone to ask for help. So the environment is huge. Um, it, it was just, I, I think for me, the environment was what made the experience so great for me yeah. as opposed to being in your bedroom and not really communicating with people i learned so much from my friends that's good. Like, that's a really good point yeah my yeah, my, friends. my first degree in business way back uh that's like the main thing that i got away from it too and i'm still like really good friends with a lot of people that i met in yeah. university so like i would have never met those people you know the learning environment the collaborative environment it puts you through the ringer of all these things you would never think to do on your own so exactly so yeah, let's, it broadens your perspective that's yeah. that's the second point it's like you get to try all these different things it's a huge introduction to many things uh it gives you the tools to pursue any of those things that you like and also um you said you said three points right and whatever whatever come to mind can be a hundred can be zero <laughs> oh yeah, I think I think the next one was the internship. Um, I don't know if I would have gotten an internship if I didn't go to Sheridan. Like, I'm not even sure I would have been aware that internships are a thing. Where'd you do your internship? I did it at Tin Man Studios in Toronto. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. So I was doing like you know like Baby Shark kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was doing that, and they had like a a their own TV show, Super Science Friends. Yes. That was like Brett Jubinville's show. He has been on the podcast. He was one of oh, my yeah? first interviews. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, he was he was my boss. Um, and it was very cool working at that studio. 
Nice. I, I really like the projects and the fact that they can make their own show. Yeah. I, I hear they have like a big audience in Russia of all places for, for that oh, show. Russia? That's <laughs> um, and just, just for clarification, because I, I know that when I say internship and talk to people in the U.S., they think that sounds, that means free, but you were paid, right? Yeah, my, my internship was paid. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So, so let's jump ahead. You've graduated Sheridan, you've made your thesis film. Uh, tell me about your first interview experience. Uh, like with my first job? Yeah. Uh, that was at Chorus. Um, I was being interviewed for a music video, series of music videos for kids. Um, Wait, so how did you get this interview? Where did it? Actually, I think I saw it in an email from uh, uh, Mark Mayerson. Oh, yeah. The coordinator yeah. at the time of Sheridan. Santa yeah, American yeah. Program. Yeah, he sent out an email about it. And I was like, I'll, I'll just apply for it. Um, I'm not sure they had any postings for it anywhere else. So I applied and they brought me in for an interview. So you, so this is your first interview, I guess, uh, other than the internship. Well, yeah. Can you walk me through what happened? Like how you're feeling, how you prepared, what they asked you? Um, I'm, just, I'm just really curious on like, because it's like a new grad interview yeah. process thing. Yeah, he was, well, first of all, the project was very unconventional and he kept, he, he kept reinforcing how unconventional this project is because it's, we get to do the storyboards we get to do the designs and we get to do the animation and the composition. So we get to do basically a bunch of films. And because uh, usually in a job, you're just doing one thing. You're an animator, you're a background painter, whatever. Uh, so he was just telling me like, uh, are you willing to be on such like a loosey goosey project? Cause it's not super structured. Like we have to build the structure. Uh, and he just asked me about my experience. Um, I'm not really sure what else he asked me. There's a lot of questions he was asking me in that room. But he basically sat me down and just like, you know, he was just like looking at me, asking me questions. And I was trying to keep calm. Oh, my gosh, that sounds intimidating. <laughs> yeah, I don't I was I, interviews always scare me. Like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm what are you afraid of? Uh, I, I don't know. It's like <laughs> that. It's just the person in front of me, but for some reason my like heart rate goes up and no, I, I, I think yeah, that's my, <laughs> yeah, my brain blanks out. <laughs> so it, so why did he why did he hire you in the end? Uh he really likes my personal animation. Oh nice. So the just the little like I call them doodle animations because I literally like doodle something, yeah, like right. a character that I like, and I just think of a tiny performance for them to do whether it's jumping up or down or like spinning around, just simple things. Uh, and that's what really got people's eyes. It was my little personal projects that I did for myself. It was never my schoolwork. It was always what I did for myself. So were you, were you making these music videos entirely by yourself? Or were you working with a team? Uh, there, was, there was five of us. Yeah, so they hired two other Sheridan students. And um, I think there was one girl who had been storyboarding for a while. So she was a storyboard artist and then the coordinator of the project. Nice. Five or six of us. It was pretty small. And how, how long did this, this last before you, is Yaza the next job you went to? Yeah. Uh, this was four month job at Chorus. 
and immediately That's so short oh my gosh yeah, I'd, be, it was I'd be almost scared project. to take it because it's it's too short <laughs> I know see the thing is I really like the the project and I want to be part of that because it's it's kind of fun so yeah. I, I took it and um that lasted four months and I was like oh boy I need a job now like at, at the last month I was like I was kind of just applying around places but then I saw that Yowza was hiring for their feature film. And so I just applied and they came, they brought me for an interview. And then they were like, your style is for Looney Tunes. So we're going to put you on Looney Tunes. And I was like, excuse me, you do Looney Tunes here? I'm like, I'm excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's So wait, um, they, you went in for an interview for a feature film. And they were just like, no, 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 no. You, you're, you're hired, but for something completely different. Yeah. And I was kind of like, uh, like they said, we're going to put you on a different project. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I, I was completely okay with that. So why did they, why did they want you on Looney Tunes? Is it the, like your work on the music videos? Like it was, it was my portfolio. The music videos weren't released, so I couldn't use them as a, a reference for them. Yeah. Uh, they just saw my personal work and oh, wow. that's what they hired me for. Um, Wait, so th they didn't, did you send them a demo reel or like? I had a website put up with a demo reel, yeah. Okay. And uh, some character designs. I was just going to ask, like, because at Sheridan you put together a demo reel and it sounded like you didn't even need that for this interview. <laughs> All, like they, I did have a demo reel for sure. Uh, yeah. I put my, my best work in it, my cutest characters. And I just like prayed that someone would take me for that. Um, and they did. They were, what, what Yasa said was we just, we've had good experiences with hiring people on the spot. So okay. I walk in, they're like, you're hired. And then I walked out. Wow. That yeah. sounds easy. I know. I didn't, I was not expecting something so simple. <laughs> Uh, so apparently studios have very varied ways of hiring people. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, so, just come in. Others do very long questionnaire. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Every studio has something totally different, but the just hired on the spot. I've never heard of that before. So you, so you, so like what I hear time and time again from people in the industry is like networking is such a huge deal and like getting your first job and all this stuff. But it sounds like it wasn't too big of a deal for you or do you still um, like actively network and, and try to get yourself out there? Well, see, um, like I don't, I don't network. I just, or maybe I do. I have a LinkedIn and I like to add people and just like message and talk to them. I, I like to go to conventions, but like none of that's happening this year. So yeah. Um, well, they're still, they're still happening just online. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I could still do it. Like I usually go to the art conventions where you like pick up people's art and look right. at it. And it, I just feel like the dynamic won't be the same. <laughs> yeah. You scroll through somebody's Instagram feed and <laughs> yeah. you're like, I was there. <laughs> yeah. I'd be interested to see how they deal with that. Um, yeah, networking is kind of a confusing one still for me to this day because I I think my my tactic is to just be friendly. Yeah. And um just reach out to people if I like what they do. That works. 
yeah, I've also, not... people have also told me just be a good, nice, friendly person. And that's all you need to do. Basically. Yeah, I really believe that because I've made lots of friends just by uh, smiling and laughing and making jokes and then maybe showing them my drawing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you like reel them in. You're like, now nah, you, you want to look at my drawing now? After <laughs> you friends? My art? Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. it. So, so you were drawing intensely since grade 12 trying to get into Sheridan then going through Sheridan, waking up in the summer really early. And now you're living life as an animator. How, mm -hmm. how does it feel now that you are that thing that you work so hard to get towards? It's, you know, it's like a love hate relationship because animation is a very, you sit at your desk kind of job or you stand at it if you have a standing desk. Um, and if you're someone who really likes to go out and, and, Oh, just someone who likes to be active, it might be a bit, a bit of a challenge. Uh, but if you're someone who doesn't mind sitting at a desk, it's excellent. But for me, I, I'm kind of in the middle. Like, I want something where I can go out into the world and, like, just draw in a cafe or spend a day out and draw, which is why yeah. I think, for me, a business would be better because I get to do products and do the business side at home. But I get to make my own you know, you get, I get to make my own system that works for me. Um, oh, sorry, what was the initial question? It, it was, how does it feel now that you finally achieved that thing that you worked for like, I don't know, six, <laughs> six years maybe to get? You know, I'm super, I'm grateful for it. Like, sometimes I think back at the Olivia years ago, who was like, I'll never be an animator. I'm horrible at this. I can't like, like just the amount of doubt I had about where I was going to end up was so immense through much of my life. But it, like, I, I, I still kept trying regardless. And I, I made it to all these goals I've been setting and it feels amazing. So it's kind of, it's given me the faith that I can nice. accomplish those little goals I've set up my entire life, you know? Uh, and I think everyone should be aware that you really can do all of those things that you want to do, even if it's scary. Like for me, it was scary to apply to Sheridan because I didn't have money. I didn't have all that confidence to live alone, but right. I did it anyway. Well, and if you have the, like a positive attitude, you figure those things out, even if you don't have the money or the skills or whatever, like if you, your brain starts to problem solve automatically yeah. those things yeah you nailed it I think that's so true like it things just work out if you focus on them and remain positive about them yeah. so you said you had immense like doubts and stuff what kept you pushing forward um I, I think it's just me actually looking back at how far I've come uh because when I was feeling doubtful, it was because I was comparing myself to other people. And the moments I felt confident is when I was actually comparing myself to myself yeah. and where I was a year ago and how I felt a year ago. Like a year ago, I would feel, oh, it's, I, I can't get into Sheridan. Um, even when I hit submit on the application, I was feeling like, is this for me? I, I, like the imposter syndrome is yeah. it's, it's constant it never goes away so what if what if you didn't get accepted into sheridan um, what do you think you would have done instead did you have another plan 
you know, I, I don't even think I want to think about it at that <laughs> point because I put all my eggs into that basket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I really put it all into it. Um, I would have figured something out because yeah. I am a, a lady of many passions, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I would have applied again if I didn't. I, I was the same way when I applied. I put all my eggs in one basket. I yeah. was like, I'm, I'm not going to ever do this again. If I'm going to do, I might as well put all the effort I have in, see what happens. Yeah, I, I, I had no plan. If I didn't get in, I don't know. What I in in either. The, first, the first try you got into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think um, the most important thing about the portfolio process is to not have any doubts about whether you're going to do it or not. It's like you, you, you should put all your eggs into the basket because if you have any like of those very special eggs just outside of the basket that might help you yeah it's just not you're risking not getting into that program um yeah so that's how that's really how i feel about it i gave him my all yeah and i also feel like there's some sort of confidence level to at least for me knowing that i had put in my best work and and I knew that I would improve or could improve if I had more time. But I was like, at this point in my life, this is the best I can do versus like, oh, you, yeah. you know, it's like good enough. I could do better. But I knew I'd given it kind of every yeah. best shot I had. So yeah. I, at least for me, that's what I attribute to getting it. I was me shocked. Too. When I got it. Me too. I put everything like it's so important for me to get into it. Like, um, and I think if people are struggling to get in, it's, it, it might be that reason, you know, it might be how much of your focus are you placing on that? Or are you dividing it between all sorts of things? Yeah, like totally. if, if you're in another program and you're just trying to do the portfolio on the side, it might be a challenge. Well, yeah. I know that some people are super talented and they just kind of wing together the portfolio last minute and they get, yeah. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. <laughs> those people. So it is possible. But yeah, I like yeah. what you said about if your time is divided. I think it's like that in anything you try to accomplish. If your time is divided, you know, you're going to do two things half as good as you could as, do them. Yeah, if you did one thing. True. So let's and, let's chat about future Olivia because we chatted about past Olivia. What are you okay. What are you doing to take steps towards you know your own business right now? Right now, I'm like right now I'm focusing very heavily on paying off my student loan so I can get that out of the way. That's a good priority. Because, yeah, I feel like that's one of the things that's going to divide my mind if I yeah. have that looming over me. So my main objective right now is to wipe that out of the way. And yeah. in the spare time I have outside of full-time work, I'm trying to do projects like um, I did a, like a gummy girl project where I just drew a bunch of girl characters in like a pinup style, but based off of popular gum flavors. Like I would, I would just make like little cute series and just keep doing those because it, it helped me stick with them, you know, because it's like there's a criteria I have to meet and I, I just keep doing the same criteria for that specific project. Uh, I, I owe any progress I'm making right now to projects that I make for myself. Yeah. Instead of occasional doodles here and there, like it's too it's too scattered for me. I need to have like a structure. So, so, so what is the, um, I guess, goal with these, with these projects right now, other than sticking to some criteria and getting some attention on social media as well, which you have been getting. Yeah. I, I've seen the gummy girls. They're really cute. Yeah. <laughs> Thank 
you. Yeah, I want I want to build like a bit more momentum online, but I think the main the main focus until that loan is paid off for me is to just improve drawing, which is why I I do like studies on the side. Like um I I write down the things I want to improve at still, like backgrounds, cuz you'll never see a background on Instagram, I guarantee. But I want to bring those back because I actually don't mind drawing them. So I just do like a study of a very good background. Like I repaint it or I redraw a character or I do life drawing classes on, you know, Croquis Cafe. Oh, wow. It's, or, or I go out and sketchbook outside, like, you know, cars or houses. So tell so, me, do you ever take a break from, from drawing? I absolutely do. I feel like I don't draw enough because I do have all these things in my mind um but if I execute them that's some it, often it's like a maybe if I actually get that done so it's like I have to regiment my time a lot more in order to like really execute these ideas yeah because you know sometimes you're sketching and you're like this I, I just I'm not feeling it uh the canvas it, it's just empty right now I don't really want to draw it'd be much easier to play a game or go out for a walk or you know again scatter your mind somewhere else yeah totally but i i feel like i've been doing pretty well in keeping up with it like i do i don't post much right now right now i'm just focusing on actually trying to just study it's mostly a study period again kind of like the portfolio period i had so do you wake up early study then work is this no, like a I, thing? I, I use my, my study, I do my studies like in my lunch breaks or, you know, I, I break off some periods where I just go and sketch on my desk that's right there. Yeah. If I'm feeling like I just need to take a step away from my screen, like work and just do a different thing for a bit. Because I, I feel if I keep doing my work all day, my brain will just like, you know, melt. So I have to mm -hmm. variety it up a bit. Don't you wish you could just like watch TV for like eight hours a day and then also make progress in your career at the same time you know? <laughs> and like just wake up and you're like owning a business instead of like working so hard and taking all these risks and <laughs> it's something else I'm telling you it takes so much um, strength to get the ball rolling because you know a lot of people after they graduate it's kind of like you're in work mind you know, you work full time. And then after staring at your screen for eight hours, you kind of want to go outside. You oh, kind of yeah. want to not even think about that aspect of your life of drawing for yourself. Um, but I'm constantly fighting for it because I feel like if I don't fight, I'm, it's going to slip away. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, I just, even if it's like one drawing a week, I still get it done, you know. And this, it's, it's like the series is still there being built up. Nice. I, yeah. I think that's really great. And you're also like building a routine that's training your mind to focus on these things regardless, mm -hmm. I guess. That's good. I'm, I'm still kind of interested in the studio. Why? I mean, you've mentioned a few reasons why, but like, what is the main reason you want to own your own studio instead of just working for one or being like maybe in a dual role at a small studio where you can work on animation and producing or like multiple things? Like, why is it that you want to own your own studio? Um. Well, you see, I'm, I'm still open to collaborating with like 
because I, I do know there's some friends of mine that want to start our own like our own little company yeah um but I think I want to start with myself first and see what I could make oh. with my with like I just want to see what I can do so like you're you, like uh you're the only person working at the studio type of deal yeah okay. and yeah I would I would like to just have me maybe my my boyfriend too because he He's an accountant, so he can help me with that aspect. That's helpful. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that kind of stuff. So um, he's very willing to help me with that. Oh my gosh! Wait, can uh, I guess? Did he study at Laurier? No, he's he's in Thunder Bay, so he's uh, at Lakehead University. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I I was just curious because I went to Laurier for business, and there's a lot of accountants there. Um, so what is like when you envision your studio? What kind of projects are you working on? Are they commercial? Um, projects are they series are you like outsourcing stuff like I I would like to do my own I would start it off with a print business like get my printer um you know also like the classic small things you print stickers um t-shirts oh nice and just just start with my own little brand and build up from there totally I, I I I watch a lot of uh, YouTubers who inspire me to kind of just jump into the deep end because they did it and I'm like if they can do it I can do it it's a pretty classic perspective and that's it, I, I owe it to these people on YouTube who have shown me it's possible do you have somebody in mind that really inspired you on YouTube um I've been watching a girl named catnip for a long time yeah yeah, she started off in her like bedroom. <laughs> like she just had a tiny little studio in her bedroom where she would print and send off stuff to people. Oh, and wow. then she kept she just kept going. And her studio just kept multiplying in size and she started hiring her her boyfriend to do the work some work and she started hiring people in this nice big studio space. Nice. So that, that makes sense why you're doing these, these small projects almost because it's like the gummy girls, for instance, like, do you envision like selling stickers of the gummy girls as, as part of? Yeah. 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 Like it's those little cute things can be made into products. Totally. So I think I'm envisioning uh, work that I can use in product. Totally. I think that's, I think that's a really cool and ambitious dream. And, and it's like, that's, that's a little different than a lot of people I have on here because a lot of people have the dream of like, you know, starting their own show or whatnot, but you're like, I want to be an independent artist yeah. like, supporting myself through like, like products and stuff. That's really awesome. I'm definitely aspiring for that starving artist life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to be starving? Yeah, okay. I don't want to starve, but you know, it's, it's the stereotype. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Gotcha. So, so like, what are you most excited about as an artist? Like, is it that other people are buying your work? Is it like you're telling unique and creative stories that you think of like the gummy girls, for instance, like, do you have something in mind that you want to be known for, I guess? Cause you already said you don't really like your style. <laughs> that I don't like my style. Well, you, you kind of are getting away from it. Oh, oh yeah. I think again, I'm kind of experimenting with what um a brand could look like for me yeah. like if olivia had a brand what would it look like you know yeah so right now i'm just experimenting and mostly on the basis of having fun with what i'm drawing uh and just seeing where that goes because 
I, you know, I don't, creating a brand, I think it's quite difficult because it's just, there, there's so much to making a product appealing to someone on first glance, but also something you loved to make. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I'm trying to learn how to create appeal in this part of my life, like postgraduate life is me creating appeal in my work and loving my work. Totally. So, so your plan right now is like to focus on work, pay off your debt, and then jump into the deep end and yeah i'm gonna save money i'm gonna save as much money as i can after my loan is done and i'm going to use that money for a budget like i'm gonna have my budget ready for my business and buy what i need set it up and just go for it um, then you're kind of obligated to like really figure things out because you, know, you know like you have a limited my money's running out <laughs> You're like, I bought all this expensive equipment. Yeah. <laughs> I have to pay it off. Yeah. I, I'm totally ready to try something new with my life. Yeah. Uh, that's, I think that's what this is. It's more of an adventure for me than anything. Nice. I like it. What, do you, what is the biggest fear that you have around all this? Um, I, I just fear that, it's, that I would ever give up <laughs> on what I really like to do. Yeah. Like I have a fear of just not ever accomplishing those, those visions I've had for so long. Um, so accomplishing it would be, can I guess like you're self-sustaining off of your art? That would be an accomplishment? Yeah, that'd be a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, and I believe I can do it. It's just a matter of doing it. Yeah. Right. No, I think, I think that's awesome. And I, I totally believe you can do it as well. Cause I mean, you've done everything up to this point. So I far. know that's, that's my point. I'm comparing myself to myself. Yeah. And you have a <laughs> great I, attitude about it. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's, and you know, my attitude is like up and down. <laughs> yeah. It's hard out here. Like life isn't easy, but um, I find at the end of the day, I do, I'm very aware of what attitude is going to bring me success. Totally. Yeah. 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 No, I love that. Um, so you know, there, there may be a lot of people who are in school right now or working at a studio kind of where you're at, where, you know, they might be paying off their loan or they're just starting out. Like, what would you say to them based on, you know, your career journey to, to like kind of inspire them to have, I guess, an attitude that would help them get started on something that they're kind of putting off? Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard, it's hard to get yourself question. out of those yeah it's a tough question because everyone's going through something different i can only speak on my own experience um you know you, you can in your life you feel like you're in a hole and you're not going anywhere and it's just like i don't even know what i'm doing with my life like that's a a thing i hear a lot and i also was unsure of what i wanted to do with my life but I, I just found people who inspired me and, and hearing them speak about how they didn't think they could be where they are and they are there now, that has inspired me so much because <laughs> I know it's possible. They have felt the same defeat that I've, I feel right now sometimes, you know, like if I if I post some work and it's just not picking up, um, 
So those little moments where you're just like unsure if it's the right thing to do, I, I just choose to remember that if you keep doing it and you keep being positive, it'll, it'll come back to you. Like you get what you give, right? So what are you giving? Yeah, yeah. And, right? well, and it's like a long game too. Like you're, it doesn't sound like you're expecting immediate, you know, reciprocation. No. You're, you're like building up something slowly over time. Yeah, you just have to have faith that those little baby steps you're taking are actually going somewhere. Uh, yeah, I think it's just faith in the process of life because it's so unpredictable. This is getting deep here. This is <laughs> in the process of life. No, it is. I trust I it. this all the time too because like, yeah. uh, especially a career in something creative that you're trying to control is very tough and not a lot of yeah. people do it. And, and to do it, I think is incredible. Like, I think it's absolutely incredible that you're pursuing this as something that you really want to do, even though it is tough it's and you haven't figured it out. <laughs> I'm so scared, but I'm but like, that's almost what makes it worth doing somehow. Like if you, I, if, at least for me, like things I'm not scared of don't excite me the same way of things that I really know deep inside. I want to try, but deeper yeah. inside, I'm like, don't, don't even try. Cause it's too scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's such a, it's such a bad feeling in the moment. Yeah. Um, but I think that attitude of it'll, work out it's very very good attitude to have uh, that's what i would give people it's gonna work out whatever decision you make is the right decision okay <laughs> nice that's a really positive <laughs> um, yeah as, as we're kind of wrapping up our chat chat is there anything else that you you think would be interesting to share you'd like to share um hmm I'm not sure there's anything else I'd like to share other than just just keep swimming. <laughs> just keep swimming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. No, this is good. It's been really interesting to hear your journey, especially for me, because I'm currently on a similar path myself. And yeah. doing like it's I have days where it's really tough where, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm I'm like internally, I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, I'm yeah. so far behind or like I'm all these all these like internal those, yeah those self-doubt and and to hear like stories like yourself where you know you've been there done that it, it is it is inspiring and it, it makes yeah. me feel a little bit more okay yeah about what i want to do you should feel okay with it because we're all going through that yeah. um and i i'm still going through that doubt right i don't think it ever goes away there's just <laughs> another goal that you're trying to achieve and the doubt to get to that goal is there again yeah. So it's just like, it never ends. So you might as well learn a way to uh, deal with it, you know, learn, learn a way that you can do it without feeling depressed the whole time. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I totally get that notion that it never goes away. And it's like, as soon as you achieve a goal, your mind just makes up a new goal. It's a new like, goal. I'm done. I can, I can die. <laughs> no. Like, nope. You got it. 60 more years left of pursuing stuff that you make up for yourself <laughs> yeah you gotta keep going and you gotta realize too that um you know you should be grateful for where you are at because i think the, you'll spiral out of control you'll just keep going and going and going but are you ever going to be happy with the where you're at right now yeah it's so insane <laughs> like if you keep pursuing so i i try to appreciate what I have right now because 
it makes it a lot easier and I'm a lot less sad about myself. <laughs> well, and, and like, you don't want to live your whole life stressed and, and like down in the dumps either. I think that's, I think that's also a really good point you just made about finding happiness right now. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like from my experience in my other career and like pursuing this, you know, finding happiness in what in the process is more about what I figured out life is about for me than finding happiness and achieving a goal. And achieving you know, a they're goal. kind of intertwined in some, in some. They are. You can sit here and be like, wow, I did achieve that goal. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and I get and, to do the thing I love every day. Yeah. And I think the most important thing I can reinforce is comparing yourself to yourself. Yeah. That's the only thing that matters. Like you can look at it and be inspired, but you are the point of comparison. Um, and if I do that, I don't get so sad because <laughs> I'm like, whoa, I'm sick. Right? That's You're so, so cool. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> nice. Well, is, is there anything else as you wanted to, you wanted to share as we wrap up? Um, no, I feel, I feel like that was an awesome conversation. Yay! And I think you should be great. I, I think like your situation you're in right now is so cool too, because you get to speak to all these people that have a story. That's part of why I started this, because I wanted to hear what you're going through, where you're headed, where you've been, the whole mm -hmm. journey, and, and also to figure out that people that I aspire to be are real people as well. <laughs> exactly. <not> like... <laughs> it feels like some shady figure yeah. if, if you don't reach out to them. Totally. And it's so easy to reach out to people. I just messaged you, I think, on LinkedIn. Yeah. Just like, like, hey, what's yes. up? Can I interview you? <laughs> yeah, that's why LinkedIn's cool, too. Because, yeah, I really rely on LinkedIn, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. LinkedIn is, I, I think, people in the creative, like, so in my business career, LinkedIn is like, you use it every single day as like part of your professional career. Like, you're trying to make connections with people in other businesses and like, you know, mm -hmm. sell them stuff or buy stuff and whatnot. But I think people in the creative world kind of shy away from it a little bit or use it totally different. Like, so I think it's underrated when it, when, you know, animation and stuff comes to LinkedIn, but yeah. I think people are catching on. I, I see that a lot now. So yeah, I would recommend everyone make a LinkedIn right now if they're in the totally. industry um, and follow the people you really like. Yeah. That. And talk to them, reach out to them and just say, Hey, I like your stuff. Yeah, yeah, literally just tell them what you thought when you saw who they are, right? Yeah. Just tell them that. Yeah. Um, and you don't know where that's going to lead. Because totally. I didn't know this, like, <laughs> like I didn't know you're going to reach out to me on LinkedIn. That's so, it's so random. Well, hey, what up? <laughs> <You're right laughs> I'm excited to listen to everyone else after me. <laughs> okay. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a really... I really enjoyed this chat. It's a really, it was like a really motivational, uplifting thing. And I really like that you're so forward thinking, even though you, you just like, you've, you've only been graduated for just over a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I graduated April last year. Yeah. That's last year. Yeah. That's over a year. <laughs> yeah, it's over a year. I don't, I don't even know, know what time, month day, month it is anymore at this point. <laughs> Anyways, right. thank it was you. nice talking to you, Terry. Thank you so much. And if you're listening and you want to check out Olivia's work or get in touch with her, you can do so by checking out her Instagram or, or LinkedIn. Uh, her name is on LinkedIn or her Instagram, which is at Groovy Drop. And I'll include those links in the description of this chat. And that's all for now. So thanks so much for listening. Okay, bye.